Hey friends, welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on becoming better followers of Jesus. If you're eager, like I am, to follow Jesus Christ, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. So we examine this account in Acts chapter 17, verses 16 through 34. Maybe you want to take time on your own to read through those verses, to really uh, read through it a few different times. I believe that'll help you if you're a a normal listener here with our podcast. Uh, It'll help you to really uh, know where we're at have a uh, overall uh, view and concept of this passage, but we're going to examine it because Paul gets this tremendous, tremendous opportunity to share the gospel before really what I would refer to is a smorgasbord. Um, And if I need to translate that, it's just a diverse group of people with all different types of backgrounds, and he gets the opportunity to share the gospel with them. So just to bring us in context to where we're at before we jump into our first thought here of how he appeals to creation, Paul finds himself in Athens, and Athens is a very unique city. Athens was one of the major university cities of that time, meaning it was a learning capital. It was the center of literacy, art, science, mathematics. Uh, people came from all over, other, from other cities, other countries, to reside here to study. Uh, philosophers that our universities still study behind today, Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, I'm, I would imagine you've heard their names. This is where they came to study. And this is where Paul finds himself. Now, I'm going to read three verses here just to give us the context, and then we're going to go into his response. The Bible tells us, Now, while Paul waited for them in Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. Therefore disputed he in the synagogue with the Jews and the devout persons, and in the market daily with them that met with him. Then certain philosophers of the Epicureans and the Stoics encountered him, and some said, What will this babbler say? Other some he seemeth to be a setter forth of strange gods, because he preached unto them Jesus and the resurrection. So Paul finds himself in Athens. He had been really uh, run out of, if you will, Thessalonica, and he finds himself here after being in Berea. And as he's there, the Bible tells us he sat there spending time, he's looking and listening, and he sees something, hears something that stirs his spirit. And the Bible says here in verse 16, he saw the city wholly given to idolatry, meaning people had taken so many other things, whether it was knowledge, whether it was the uh, the pursuit of financial gain, whether it was the pursuit of position in your vocation, whether it was entertainment, whether it was knowledge, whatever it was, they had taken all of these things and replaced God with them. And he sees the hopelessness that the people are in. And as a result, verse 17, it says he disputed. And when I hear that word, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear the word disputed? You think about somebody arguing, right? Somebody screaming, someone yelling, but that's not the idea of the word that's used here. This word means that he's dialoguing, he's conversing with people. Essentially, they have questions, he presents answers. He asks them questions so they can can give answers to what his questions were. And the whole idea behind the force of this word is you are talking to people, giving them a logical, persuasive conversation 
in order to bring them over to your way of thinking. So you're taking them from uh, the unknown over to the known. You're taking them from what is false over to what is true. And so that's what Paul does here. And it says he he converses, he dialogues in the synagogue with the Jews, some people who had some knowledge of God. Then with these devout persons, these really religious type people. And the Bible says in the market daily with them that met with him. And then we see verse 18 there. He encounters these professors, these philosophers that were in town, the Epicureans and the Stoics. These were the atheists and agnostics of Paul's day. You would begin to think that atheists and agnosticism is just something new in our day, but no, Paul dealt with it even back then. The Bible tells us there's nothing new under the sun. And so here Paul begins to present Jesus Christ. He's faithful to be a witness. He's a true follower of Jesus Christ. And Paul is just taking his next step wherever God leads him. And God led him to the town of Athens, just purely following him. And as he's there, it's interesting in verse 18 that these philosophers heard him, and this is what they said. What will this babbler say? I mean, what a compliment. Think about that. What will this babbler say? What will this idiot say? What will this uh, nonsense talker say? What a compliment, right? For some of us, that would have shut us down. We would have tucked our tail between our legs and gone home. We'd have been upset. Our feelings would have been hurt. Because of what they said. You remember what Jesus said? If you're going to follow me, they persecuted me. They did that to me first. And as you take your next step and as you follow me and you do what I'm commanding you to do, to be a witness of me, they're going to persecute you too. So please understand as we walk through uh, trying to be a better witness, there's going to be times we're well received. There's going to be times when we're completely rejected. But you must remember that they rejected him first. You see, we're only following in his steps. We're, we're taking our next step to be a better follower of him. And sometimes that's going to take us in that direction. It's interesting here that he shared with them Jesus Christ and the resurrection. And that seemed so foreign to them that they thought it was some other strange gods. What they said, he seemed to be a setter forth of strange gods. Why? Because he preached unto them Jesus. Can you imagine people so disconnected that they have never heard of Jesus Christ, that he seems to be a strange God to them? There are people right now in your community just like that. There are people right now in your southern state, in your northern state, out west, wherever you're at, that are just like that, that just like myself, I had heard the name Jesus because of Christmas and because of Easter. And I had no idea how they connected together. I had no idea who this Jesus guy was. It was strange to my ears to begin to hear fully who he was and who God was. But Paul has a tremendous opportunity because he's there, he's witnessing, he's engaging the culture, and it tells us he did this daily with anybody that would meet with him. What is Paul doing? Paul is obviously, he's, he's having meals with people, he's having Bible studies, he's witnessing, he's passing out tracts, he's having Q&As, uh, he's drinking coffee with people, he's having worship services. We can go through all that. But what I want to bring us to is because of that, they, the philosopher said, look, we want to hear these, so we're going to gather everybody together in this town, we're going to put you up here on Mars Hill, or we're going to give you the, the football stadium or the, the basketball uh, arena, and we're going to gather everybody in. We want you to preach to us about this Jesus. 
And so they come all in, and then we have Paul's response to them. And that's where we want to take our help from. So I just wanted to set the context up for what we're going to be looking at. And so he appeals here, first of all, verses 24 through 26. You would ask yourself, how would Paul respond to the atheist? To the agnostic, how does Paul respond to my unbelieving friend or my unbelieving family member, that person that's in a different religion that I can't just, how would he respond to them? Surely it would be like this 30-page thesis. It would be a two-volume set, right? No, it's, it's, it's almost barely 10 verses. Just a few sentences is Paul's response, and he begins right here, God that made, God that made the world and all things therein, Seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in the temples made with hands, neither is worship with men's hands, as though he needed anything. Seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things, and hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. So Paul begins by appealing to creation. Now, why would Paul begin there? Why not, in our witness, just begin with the truth that Jesus Christ was put on the cross, he was buried, and he rose again, and he offers you eternal life? Why not begin there? You see, Paul made sure he knew his audience, and he knew his audience needed to begin here at creation. You see, you and I need to discover who our audience is. That's vitally important that we know who we're speaking to. We know where they're at so that we can give them the correct, uh, correct information. It's like having someone who passes out in front of you. They just hit the ground, boom, out of a chair. Now, two, a few, few things could happen here. One, they could just fall asleep. They could be on the ground, just snoozing. Another alternative is maybe they passed out. They're unconscious. Another option is that they have had a heart attack, their heart has stopped, and they are clinically dead. Now, what you do for them is going to be determined on your diagnosis, meaning the person who's gone to sleep, if you think they have their heart has stopped, and you go out there and give them CPR and they wake up, they're going to be like, look, you weirdo, get off of me. What are you doing? Now, on the flip side, if you think the person who had a heart attack is asleep and you're just over there poking them, trying to wake them up, you do not have the correct diagnosis, therefore you're unable to give the correct treatment. And so it's vitally important that as you and I attempt to be this witness for Jesus Christ, because we want to follow him, we want to do what he's asked us to do, it's vitally important that you and I know who our audience is. Now, as we go into our episode next week on Tuesday, we'll come right back to this a little more lengthy. We want to establish just the basis here, and then we'll jump into the details of how he appealed to creation, why that's important, and we'll look at that then. Join us on next week's episode. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, we would love for you to share it with a friend or subscribe so that you can stay up to date on the latest studies. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.